gives a fuck about basketball anyway, right? You gotta hit the thing. Firebrand! <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now. Oh my god! Next season, if Brad, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen next year if we bring Brad Stevens back. If we bring Brad Stevens back next year, we're gonna start off terrible. And if fans are allowed to come to the games, prepare to hear the chant: "Fire Brad." Think so? I'm calling it right now because this is gonna. This is all. This is only gonna go to one of two ways. Because at the end of the day, who here are the leaders of our team? Three players: Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Right? The leaders. The leaders. Players on the court. Bona fide leaders. We've drafted them. We built our team essentially around them. Okay. That's your idea of leaders. My my idea of leaders. Right. Um, going into next year, Marcus Smart will be going into his six seventh year. Yeah, it might be seven. It might be seven. Six or seven. Jalen Brown be going into his fifth or sixth. Well, it's, it all starts with Jalen Brown be going to his fifth. So Marcus Jordan, is going into I mean, his sixth. Jalen will be going. Um, Jason will be going into his fourth. Okay, so six five four. Marcus Smart going into his sixth or seventh. Jalen Brown going into his fifth, mm-hmm. and then and then Jason Tatum going into his fourth. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the baby of the group, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, uh, this was his third conference finals in mm-hmm. four years. Okay, third, third, second. Conference. No, yeah, his second. His second. Uh, Jalen's 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 third. third. Jason's second. Okay. Yeah, right. You're right. So you have three core players here, all young, haven't even hit their prime yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, haven't even hit their prime. Coaching is critical for them. Coaching is absolutely critical for them. So if they're, if you have Jalen, Jason, and Marcus, who each now have lost in the conference finals at least two times mm-hmm. with this head coach, what you're saying to them is going to eventually start going into one ear and not the other. That's that's how that's how coaches lose their players. Players stop believing in them. They don't listen to them no more, and then shit starts running amok. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen with this team. Because at the end of the day, what has Brad Stevens done that he could actually turn around and say to this team, hey, I did this, I did that. This is why I deserve to still be here. Mm-hmm. Fire Brad Stevens. I mean, these, these, these players were a fucking travesty. You got outcoached by Nick Nurse, who had no Kawhi Leonard, no, no Danny Green. Okay? Okay. Nick Nurse is a champion. I'll give him that. He beat you. And then you got outcoached by another champion in Eric Spolstra. Who did they even have an all-star this year outside of Jimmy? Did Jimmy they're, Butler make an all-star team? Who, who are the two all-stars? Bam, Bam and Jimmy. And Jimmy, okay? Yeah. So they got their two all-stars this year. And let me give all the kudos to the Heat. Great team. Coach Spolster, great fucking He's one of the better coaches in the fucking NBA. Right. Pre and post LeBron. I always consider him a very, very good coach. He comes out of the Riley coaching tree. Right. Okay? So kudos to Miami. They did an excellent fucking job. But they do not have the talent or the depth to hang with us. But they got the coaching. They got just enough talent that it doesn't really hang with us talent wise. But that coach puts them over the edge. Yeah, and that's in. in they that, beat us in six games, bro. Yeah, where where I call it. Brad Stevens. Yeah, my thing is is I'm not I'm not at a point where I feel like we should fire Brad. Um, it's just my my energy towards Brad Stevens is yo Brad Stevens is not above reproach mm. i've been sitting here criticizing Brad Stevens his his game plans or lack thereof um ever since game 2 ever his lack of his lack of game plans his lack of having the right system to to utilize our talent in crunch time um 
And I was and I was saying, I'm like, he's been out coached by Nick Nurse, and he's getting out coached by Eric Spolstra. And people are like, oh no, you can't put it on Brad. You can't put it on Brad. And I ask, I ask people simple questions. Simple questions. All right. Usually when we lose a series like this, right, Alec? Mm. Or Jay, there's people we can point to, yes. players we can yes. point to and say, they had a terrible series. Sure. Tell me on the who on the Celtics had a terrible series. Nobody. Nobody. If I had to pick one, I'll say Daniel Tice because he fouled out in like two games. Yeah. yeah. Just, just to throw a name out there, fine. I'll, th I'll throw Daniel Tice who, under the bus. Yeah, just to who give a name. Played, but he didn't even play terrible. Who who played nobody. under what we expected from them? Everyone, nobody. Nobody. Either, either they met it mm -hmm. or they went beyond to me in yeah. my eyes in this Celtic team and what I know that what they're capable of. So with that said. Sorry to cut you up. I'll say this. One player that I'll criticize is Jason Tatum for having slow starts. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. You can slow absolutely. Starts, he has. But he, he still finished with twenty. How many assists? How many rebounds? Anyways. He, but nobody played terrible. To ultimately answer your right. question, in my opinion, no player who got minutes were did not maximize those minutes when they're on. Yeah. The court. Or I was like, get him off yeah. the court, or yeah. or never play because Cantor had some times where he wasn't that great, but he had some times where he was great. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not saying that he played under. No, he's coming off the bench. He barely even played. Anyways, and I saw it already. I was already talking about the statistics. Every single game the Celtics won in this, almost every game that we won in the playoffs, we the won moment. by 12 points or more. Average 12 points. Philly, Toronto, and Miami, the two games we won. When we lose... We lose by three, on average, 3.7 points. And that's just looking at the numbers. We've watched the games. When we get down to crunch time, if we're not blowing a team out, when it came blow for blow, when we had to go up pause. against Toronto, pause, <laughs> when we had to go up against Toronto and go up against Miami, we had no answers. No yeah. answers. Even though we have way more options, way more. We have better shooters. Better ball handlers, better um, finishers at the, excuse me, at the basket. But when it comes crunch time, we have Kyle Lowry going off, Drogic closing, Butler closing, Tyler Hero closing, fucking like Bam out of Bayou closing, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson hitting everything, yeah. and I. Oh, man, because I talked a lot of shit about them white boys, boy. <laughs> I talked a lot of shit about Drogic, about fucking Hero, about Duncan Robinson, and they made a fucking fool out of me. Leonard with his hyping ass on the Nigga bench, didn't uh, play one minute, but I'm seeing Myers Leonard every fucking second. I hated that shit. I hated seeing that nigga, dog. Damn, oh man. Oh, my God. Fire Brad Stevens. But, but my thing is, that's where we're... Point. Okay. My thing is, is like when I'm sitting here criticizing, they're like, oh, no, you can't put it on Brad. The player... Da, da. Yo, why is Brad Stevens above reproach? Why is he above criticism? Why can he not be criticized? Because he's when, for all the <laughs> What the fuck is going? Because he's the boy. I don't give a fuck if he's the boy wonder. Boy he never wonder. won shit. He didn't won shit. Yeah. He, has, he didn't win in high college. He has not won in the NBA. He's about to go into his eighth year as a professional head coach. I'm, and we're I'm, not I'm really, saying, and we're not, and the thing is, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. No, no, he's, he's not a, the right he's coach. He's a for really this team. good coach. But in order to be great, yeah. you but, have 
two, you have to. You have to come up with a game plan on how your team is going to close. Ask yourself, every single game we won, we either blew them out or the game was close down, down, the, down, the, down the stretch. And we lose every single time. So what is We cannot close. We have no coach. plan, but every time they're on the other side of the floor, they know exactly what they're about to do. Yeah. They know how to how to get to the rim, how to get fouled, how to close. Let, let, let me let, and the fact that in the in in, in and I don't want to get we don't even have to get down to the nitty gritty of like like the play by play like him taking out Grant Williams in Game Six mm-hmm. and putting in putting Tice back in for Tice to get eight alive. Yep. But by bam. But when it's not even just closing, it's. And I love Marcus Smart. You know I love Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, 100 years. He should never wear another Celtic uniform. But Marcus Smart, at times, killed our offense. Yeah. Killed our offense. Times where he's bringing the ball up and he puts up a transition three in crunch time, early on the shot clock, when we have four better shooters on the floor if Marcus Smart, Hayward, Kemba, Jalen, and Jason are on the floor, who's the least best shooter? It's Marcus Smart. No. No. It's, I disagree with you on that point, but we'll come back to it. It's we'll Marcus it. Smart. We'll come back to it. Because we'll at the end it. of the day, and I'm talking transition. I'm like, so I'm asking you, if you if those five people are on the court, yes, Marcus Smart can get, get streaky, but Tell me who else on the court is running down the down the court and shooting that shot without getting no action. Kemba. Whoa! Uh, you said no action. That was no a action. Yeah, yeah. Not no a action. screen set. Yeah, yeah. Not nothing. I'm just running the ball up and I'm just pulling up. Nobody. I didn't see anybody doing. Nobody's that. doing that. Yeah. So if we have our best best oh, lineup okay, okay, on the on. court, so, so let me clarify that what you're saying. So what you're saying is specifically. He killed our offense because of the shot taking he was taking, and particularly bringing the ball up, pull up threes. In no crunch action. time. In, oh, okay, in crunch okay, time. Okay, like, you you're not, we're not working yeah, yeah, to yeah. get a better shot. You're not waiting to see if we can get an easy bucket. Those type of things are the things that, that help us close. And that's what I mean about when we can't close, it's, not, it's our offense stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our offense stops. And then our defense is on its heels. We didn't see, we didn't get any easy buckets in this series. Nothing. I didn't see one lob. I, I mean, I didn't. I, didn't, I, I mean, saw, we got, we I got saw some, one or two connected alley oops. Not in crunch time. Not in crunch time. Not where not Miami was getting layups and open threes, layups, open threes, because they have a plan. Eric Spolstra comes from a coaching system, yep. and of that, from the ilk of fucking of from. Pat Riley's fucking ball sack <laughs> to know <Birth> that <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to teach a team how to play defense, how to play gritty, mm. but the main thing that you have to do when you're a team that you don't have that like talent like that. Well, obviously they do. Let me stop saying that because they fucking beat they our fucking ass. They do. But they going do. in like the Miami weren't a threat in the regular season. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were playing great. Yeah, upstart Miami Heat, blah, blah, blah. But nobody was scared of them going into the playoffs. But they had the one thing that everyone didn't didn't have, and that's everybody in the East. Mm. It's a championship coaching tree. Mm-hmm. And they know once they started to tip to, to get a little talent, bam, bam gets better. Mm. Fucking they signed Jimmy Butler. They draft Tyler Hero. They, this is the Celtics signing Godwala. four years ago. Three years ago, when Jason Tatum was a rookie, 
You know what I mean? You don't know. You don't really expect nothing from them. What was the one thing that kept the that that's young Celtics team to get into to the finals? LeBron James. LeBron James. Someone who knows how to close. Yep. And that game seven was close, but what was the difference? LeBron James knows how to close. That young Celtics team didn't know how to close. I would think three years later, <laughs> we would know how to close, Fire Brad. Fire Brad. Fire Brad. The, the battery's bread. the battery's gonna die. We can talk until the battery dies, yeah. um, and then we'll switch. Is that still red? Yeah, both of them are still red. We'll see when we put it in what what it's at. But An, another culture critique. I want to go back. But keep, but uh, be uh, a, a series before, right? So mm-hmm. that game three when we lose in that buzzer beater, and Taco falls on the court, right? Mm-hmm. Another example of bad coaching. The bad coaching wasn't the part when by subbing by putting in Taco fall. To defend that. I think it was a great call. It's the coaching him up. Yeah, Taco, I know you're already super tall, but nigga, you're about to jump on yeah. this particular play. Yeah. So I want to see you hopping. Yeah. The you whole time. Yeah. You are hopping. If he throws that ball left or right, fine. But fine. Left, right side of your body, cool. But he's not throwing it over you. Yeah. No chance. And you are hopping the entire time. That's fucking coaching. That's the, those are those little fucking things that Popovich is going to fucking do. Yep. Spost was gonna get on your ass yeah. and tell you to fucking do. Yeah. Brad Steve is too nice, bro. He's too, he's too nice. He's, he's from too chill. he's from Butler. He's too he coached chill. that Butler. He, no, him, Gordon Hayward. Because I ask Butler, you, because ah! I ask you this, right? This is a <laughs> young This is a young team. We know at the end of the day, we know who the leader of the Miami Heat are. Even if Jimmy Butler can sting his chest, it's Pat Riley. Pat Riley. In through in, in Eric Spostra. Yep. Yep. You know, no matter who's the superstar on the team, you know that Pop is the leader of the Spurs. You know that Bill Belichick is the leader of the Patriots. You know that, you know that fucking, who's the dude? Phil Jackson is the leader of the Lakers. Leader of the Lakers, at least. The entire time they were there, because Kobe ain't win shit without him, and Shaq ain't win shit without him. And the way to Shaq go and find something else, Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Um, They have control. No man has led more black men to the promised yeah, land than Pat Riley. Than Pat Riley. Like, <laughs> they have control of that team. They have control of that team. Jimmy Butler isn't able to in, like, impact the culture unless Eric Spolster and Pat Riley allow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Celtics need that. They need leadership that's not on the court. They need Someone that's gonna confidently get them together. They need a Paul Millsap. If we're talking about personnel, I, no, I'm talking about, talk about yeah, I'm talking about, about coaching. Leadership and coach, I'm talking about coaching. coaching. And so, I don't yeah. know whether and I don't know whether Brad needs to. I'm not saying Brad needs to get fired, but Brad needs to change something about his coaching staff. He needs to come up, hire some assistant coaches that will come up and come up with ways to get our players the ball. And get them in the in in positions where they can score and and utilize their actual skills. And that's another part of it as well. It's my my memory may be wrong when it comes to this, but I'm thinking I'm visualizing the coaching staff, right? In terms of I don't know too many of the of the names, but I know all the faces. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? I haven't seen any of these faces really change since Brad came in either. In terms of, in terms, yeah, it's Carol Lawson and um who just left. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Yeah. Like I, I. I don't know. I don't know who his personnel is. I know there's a couple of guys there who, in particular, every time I see them, three guys in particular. One was has been there since even back when. Doc yeah, we gang. Yeah. So when it comes to the Boston Celtics coaching staff, 
outside of Brad Stevens, to me, I just feel like I'm seeing a lot of the same faces as well. You know, so just to piggyback off of your point there, it's like something's got to change, right? I'm saying fire the man and just move forward and move on to someone else. Like who? Move on to so like who? Just to throw a name out there, Mark Jackson. Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou. If we oh, if shit. we got to bring in Tyron Lou as our fucking coach, uh-huh. say less. I say less. Mm. Top of my list is Tyron Lou. Um, top top three coaches on my list: Tyron Lue, um, Nate McMillan, Mark Jackson. So somebody black, <laughs> somebody black. If y'all if y'all don't catch my drift, yeah. Okay, and to but to specifically to to and, but to pivot back to Brad in terms of specifically why I feel like he's not the right coach for this team. You have six seven years underneath your belt as a professional head coach. Mm. And then you have, I don't know how many years he coached over that Butler, let's say a minimum of three years. So technically speaking, you have a minimum of 10 years coaching. Minimum of 10 years coaching. And the closest you've gotten is losing in the NCAA championship with Gordon Haywood on your team. Twice, I think. Yeah, I think it was twice. I think it was twice as well. Um, In the championship game. Not the final four, the championship games here. The the internet could correct us if if, if we're wrong, mm-hmm. right? And then the the highest peak you've gotten to is the Easter Conference Finals, in which you've now have lost three times, twice to Le no no once to LeBron, and then last year we lost. We didn't lose in the Eastern we didn't, Conference yeah, we Finals. Didn't lose. Who was no, the it was two. No, but was it twice to LeBron? It was twice to LeBron because I think we lost the Conference it. Finals. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yeah. We okay. lost twice to LeBron. So we lost. And well, it had to be LeBron. LeBron's on one holes in the conference finals anyway. Yeah. Last year, we didn't even get there. Yeah. So we lost twice to LeBron, and this year, we lost to Coach Spostra. Okay? Yeah. So we lost to one of the best players of all time and one of the best coaches in, in basketball right now. It was good, Dan. We live on IG. What's going on, boy? boy? Um, so with that said, Brad Steven has shown me that he's a very good coach. But I don't think he's a coach who's going to get us over this hump. So he's a very like, good coach, but he's not a great coach. He's not a, yeah. absolutely not a great no, coach. No, he's not a great and, coach. And, and the only reason I'm saying very good, it's hard for me to – I don't genuinely feel like he's a very good coach because he's, in, he's, he's been in two very good systems. Butler already had a system before and after him. The Celtics had a system before and after him. So he came into two very, very good situations. He's definitely a good coach. I'm not sure if I want to say he's a very good coach. Because because he's had the best management above him, so we don't have to worry about that. And we've done nothing but draft the best talent coming into the league at his behest. And, and we've built the team around the type of team he wanted to build. Every move we've made, he's been in, in on it, a part of it. I think the only thing that um, – the only move that was made – that he wasn't necessarily quote unquote a part of was when we first when we first brought in Kyrie. No, nah, he was a part of that. He was, yeah, he was definitely like gun hole about Kyrie because I know he was definitely gun hole about, about Gordon. Yeah, right? I don't know. If, I would. I don't know for a fact he was gun hole, but he okay. was behind the Kyrie. Trip, okay, one hundred percent. So we've. I mean, who wouldn't? He's he just has so much talent, and my thing is okay. You lose to LeBron, I could let that go. I really yeah. can't. And we're I cannot and we, let you because the thing is, go, yeah, you losing to this heat. Team. Yeah, like I this. This is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time. 
No, second time. Well, this is the first time in in Brad Stevens' career that he really, like, all things considered, you underachieved. Mm-hmm. He's so used to overachieving mm-hmm. in tough situations, mm-hmm. in tough scenarios. Yes. And it's like, whether it's even last year when we lost to the Bucks. The Bucs were the number one seed, and Kyrie, had they had issues all year round, blah, blah, blah. People chalked it up. They blamed Kyrie, right? Um, they blamed the, the chemistry, the da-da-da. This year, we had better. We had great team chemistry. We played better. We were a better team. Jason has developed. Jalen has developed. Kemba, great, uh, Kemba um, played well in the system. Marcus Smart has developed. Gordon Hayward played, played really good at times. Even because the thing is, is because people will point to Gordon Hayward going down, and it's like I still expected us to win that series even without Gordon Hayward. I we added Gordon Hayward, and then that was like, yeah, we should definitely beat beat this team. We should, we should, if we were in the finals, we should beat the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are a better team. We are a better. More talented, deeper team. The Lakers are very one-dimensional. You know what I mean? But I'm not even gonna get into the Lakers because we're not there. Um, but I say all that to say this: like, now, if there was any time to critique and criticize Brad Stevens, this is the time. Like, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by how this series went. And it's really, I'm fucked up about it. Like, I'm really, because we had no business losing this. Fire, Brad. <laughs> want to run, run through the Celtics records? Go Since on. Brad Stevens came out head coach, starting in 2013-2014, shout out to the year of our Lord. That's when I started drawing, growing my locks as well. So let's go, right? First year with us. We finished fourth in the Atlantic, okay? Missed the playoffs. Second year with us. We finished second in the Atlantic. Lost in the first round. Third year, we finished second in the Atlantic. Lost in the first round. Again. Fourth year, we finished first in the Atlantic. Lost in the conference finals. Yeah, that was Isaiah Thomas year. Yep. Uh, Year five, we finished second in the Atlantic. Lost in the conference finals. Yep, that was the Kyrie... um Kyrie's down, but I was the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown playoff. Okay. And then 2018-2019, which was which was uh last season, we lost in the we finished third in the Atlantic, lost in the conference finals. Not in the conference finals. Second round. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Conference semifinals. Semifinals, yeah. Yes. So last season we finished third in the Atlantic, lost in the conference semifinals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's technically a regression. A regression. Yeah, right? yeah. Of course. Yep. You, you took 100%. a step back, yeah. and, but you took a step back up this year. Okay, we we finished the season uh, second in the Atlantic, and we lose in the conference finals. So since Brad Stevens has been with us seven years, he's only missed the playoffs once. Two. I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of how many times he's made it out of the first round. One, two, three, four. In the seven years he's been he's been our head coach, we've made it out of the first round four times. And we've lost in the conference finals three times. So is Brad Stevens to y'all in the same boat as like a Mike D'Antoni? 
Like a snake oil salesman, like you were saying? No, not snake oil salesman. Uh-huh. Because I believe... I, I don't think Mike D'Antoni's a snake oil salesman. Yeah, I, I definitely I, do. Yeah. I definitely do. <laughs> um, because and here's the difference between the snake oil salesman part, because I believe in Brad Stevens as a coach. He is a good coach. He's just a punk. <laughs> he's just a punk. He, he, and I don't mean that like like he's a bitch. I ain't trying like to be nothing I'm not way. trying to be disrespectful. No, it's just like you know you can at the end of the day you can punk him. Yeah, yeah. you can punk, you can him. punk I his game. Referees you punking can, him. You I can, see. You like, can punk his game plan. You yeah. can punk a, the the right team that plays more aggressive in in in, in a right coach. It's I'm not think I don't think these teams are the coach is more aggressive, more hard line in what they do. Like I always say. We don't play well against teams that, yo, this is what I do and I'm going to do it. Yep. We we beat teams that try to be diverse. We try to – Brad Stevens, he – there's times where Brad Stevens is, to me, he overthinks. Simple scenarios. And, and closing is simple. Simple as fuck. Go to your go-tos. Your go-tos. That you know that could get me a bucket or fouled, and it's gonna my two guys. That's what I'm going with. Who, who are those why two is guys Kemba? The why is Kemba Walker? Why is Kemba Walker running up the court without the ball? Why mm-hmm. is Marcus Smart running up the coming up the court with the ball in the final minutes? No, everything is gonna go through Kemba. Every action is gonna be started from Kemba Walker. On the other side, they know for damn sure it's gonna be Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And they know for damn sure it's going to be Bam out of Bayou. There is no, it's, this is my best move, and I'm going to fucking, this is my best move, and you know I'm going to do it, but I for damn sure I'm going to do it. I'm not going to stop because you know it, I'm going to do it. No, this is what I do. You got to show me that you can stop it, you know? And it's a time old tale. We know crunch time. We know what the Lakers are going to do. They're only going to do two things. But I, you know for damn sure LeBron is going to initiate or LeBron is going to be the focal point. Or with the Celtics, it's like, why is fucking Jalen Brown standing in the corner? He's the most efficient dude on the team. The most efficient. Why is he standing off in the corner and he only gets to shoot in down the stretch in desperation times with shots which he hits? So if he can hit them, why isn't he the focal point of offense in crunch time? You know what? Crunch why time, is crunch time? Why are we giving the ball? Why do we keep giving the ball to JT when and also like once even JT getting to these slow starts? If it's Popovich, <clears throat> if it's Spolstra, <clears throat> if it's um, uh, if it's um, if it's fucking Steve Kerr, we're starting the game if off it's, with three easy looks. N- yo, I'm going to make sure <laughs> you get an easy bucket. Yo, we're you are going to see that ball go in the hoop, but he just lets Jason feel out fadeaway jumper. You ain't feeling out shit Did, in the playoffs. What? No, if you see a problem keep happening, you as the coach have to be, yo, t- yo, we got to get JT going. So we're going to do this action off the screen, da-da-da-da. Tice, we're going to roll down when they get him an easy bucket off a of pick and roll. That's, that's coaching. But there's how many times do we see the Celtics lose the same way? If you are losing the same way every time. Fire Brad. <laughs> 
Thank you for making my argument so strong today, Jack. I I'm with you. <laughs> like, you're you're yeah. further. Yeah, I'm, I'm you're scorched further. earth. I'm you're fire, yeah. Brad. I'm yeah. I'm no. Brad needs to feel this shit because because for so many years, the coaching, we oh, for so many years, right? They promoted the Celtics as Brad Stevens' team. Yes. Going into yes. a game, they're like, Brad Stevens is yes. savant. Da, 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 yes. Because they had who we have on the team. Fucking Isaiah Thomas, mm-hmm. Jay Crowder, Avery mm-hmm. Bradley, mm-hmm. Kelly Olenek, a bunch of no names. So we sell you on Brad Stevens. But then they draft Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Then they then they um trade for they trade for for Kyrie mm-hmm. and sign and sign Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. And we draft Tatum. And all so now. You nah, there you got some stars now. Your talent level is superseding your coaching. Yes. And that's what and, it is. And you're and Brad, you're not meeting it. No. You're not no. meeting it. And he never has up until this point. He well, hasn't. well, well, I can't say, well, my thing is, this was the first year where I felt like he he needed to. Mm. The other, the other years, Gordon was coming back from injury. Jalen came off a year where he had to fucking come off the bench. Fucking, this was Jalen's first year really being able to just go after it, not where I'm the starter. I'm the starting two-guard of the Boston Celtics. There is no fucking if ends, or buts about it. You know what I mean? And he and blossomed. It's a damn shame and, it took and, that fucking long. Right, and, and we've talked about that too. And it's like, and, 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 and another issue with the team, of course, last year was that criticism that they were trying to force Gordon Hayward into the, into the lineup. They were trying to, you know what I mean? And all this other... Yo, we pay. We gotta pay Gordon Hayward thirty-four million dollars next year, bro. Fire Brad, trade Gordon. I'm done with the Butler connection. I am done with the Butler connection. Get over it. Bye bye, bye bye. What'd you think, Alec man? What you What'd you think we should do, man? How do you feel about this? How the series ended? You alright, Alec man? I know you, you, it was a tough night, baby. Yeah, I know it was a it tough was night, tough. dog. It was tough to watch. <laughs> I told Jeremy earlier, like I was at a crowd all those night game. And I remember too, like. I think it was in the fourth quarter when Tice was getting killed down low by Bam. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think you guys hit it on the head when it's about just, like, getting outcoached and not having, like, Brad kind of, like, doing different lineups and stuff throughout the game and, and like, not having a, a, a good game plan going in. Especially, like, defensively. I felt like, I don't know, we were just... It just felt like we were, like, a step behind some reason and, and, and it's crazy because it's like we started we ended that third quarter fucking right yeah we started the fourth quarter fucking right defensively we're getting steals easy buckets transition blah 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 this is when we need to put them away yeah and this is where marcus smart and brad stevens come together and it's like offensively marcus why are you taking that shot right brad why are we coming out of this time? Why are we coming into this and we don't know? It's kind of like a know-how to offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go, go coming out of that timeout that Miami did when we were up six, I think we were 96 to 90. Mm-hmm. We should know the next five plays we about to run. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No huddle offense. Yeah. We know who we're going to because this is the moment where we push this lead. Mm-hmm. And it isn't rocket science. Ah, it's like, yo, whoever gets the rebound, you're kicking it to Jason. Yeah. Jason, Jason will be ready. And we're running the offense through him for the next five minutes. If there's an audible, you know I'll call out the audible. Yep. But I yep. shouldn't. But y'all should know what we're about to do these next yep. five plays. And it should be in the practices. Mm-hmm. You know already. We've done this before. It's like it's like red zone offense. Yeah. 
This is what we know that we do when we when it comes into crunch time, when we get into the red zone. The red zone is the fourth quarter when we have a five, when we have a lead. And we need to close. And we got nothing. Yeah. Nothing for Toronto. All of a sudden, we don't want to know what a fucking zone defense is. We can't break a zone defense. A zone defense. A zone defense is just a change of pace. You throw you throw the offense off quick. You can't sustain a zone defense because a, it's such an easy defense to break. This motherfucker really ran a box. Nick Nurse really ran a zone box and one against us and killed and killed. The only thing the that last kept time us, I played any type of organized basketball, I was a freshman in high school. Freshman or sophomore in high school. It's college defense. Like this is this. Even when we ran the ran a box. Even when we ran the, the zone defense in high school, we're like, yo, you know how easy it is to score on this shit? You stand right there. You stand right in the middle. You stand right around the paint. And 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 and, and all throughout the series, I think it was Jeff Van Gundy who kept saying, when you stand, even when Marcus would come down into the paint, right, to try to beat that zone, he did a good job of beating it, but he never turned around and actually looked at the basket. Because you're wide open in that position. So, and that's why so the offense just said, okay, so whoever, the, the, our offense, when they run this zone, it's whoever gets to this spot gets the shot. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're gonna be shooting. And that's from. where I was like, I was like, yo, listen, Gordon came back and showed me game one. He was back. I didn't need to know if knowing we were down two one, knowing that Gordon was coming back. I didn't need Gordon to shoot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. He, I didn't need him to be ready to shoot. I didn't know. All I needed Gordon to do was be ready to handle the ball. That's what I needed Gordon to do, and he showed us quickly. I still can handle the ball. Take the ball out of Marcus Smart's fucking hands. We need. Three and D from Marcus Smart. Mm. Even though he's he's showing that he's a better, he's getting better at catch and shoot. That's fantastic. But what we need from you is three and D. Mm-hmm. St- spot up on move, rotate, spot up on the three. Gordon is gonna penetrate. We have the people all around. We have we and then we're sur- we're sur- surrounded by four shooters. And you know what what Gordon Hayward can fucking do? He can bury that fucking mid-range. Mm. If they off, if he drives and they all flare out, he stops on a dime. I could just pull up, shoot that jumper. I can stop, um, pivot around, shoot that jumper, stop, pivot around, pump fake, up and under, lay up. Gordon Hayward has the package. Use it. Yeah. Use it. You know what? Uh, uh, they don't even have outside of Adebayo. What bigs do the, does Miami have? Zero. They literally benched Leonard. Leonard did not play a minute in that whole series. That nigga had a Black Lives Matter t-shirt on for two weeks. Damn. For two weeks. Never touched the floor. Stupid. Stupid. Yo. Stupid. 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 Ah. Ah. All right. You know what? I've calmed down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm ready to be reasonable now. The last statement I, I said was fire Brad and trade Gordon. It should be fire Brad or trade Gordon. Or trade Gordon. We're not we're not coming back with both of these dudes on this team next year. We're not. Yeah. If we do, I am not going to invest my time in watching that garbage next year because I know how it's going to fucking end. I know how it's going to end. You know what, yo, you know what the thing, the worst thing about that, Jay? We almost lost to the Raptors. Let's not forget. Yeah, we almost we lost. We almost lost in the second round to a Raptors without Kawhi Leonard or Danny Green. Yep. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Let's not, after being up 3-1 in that series. And you know what, you, you know what, you, you know what is, is 
No, I don't think no, we no, up, it we're, was. Yeah. We're up two one, and then we're game up two three, zero. Two zero, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then, then they won game three and game four. We win game five, then game seven. We lose game six, then then game yeah, yeah. You know the worst part about this is Jay. OG out of nowhere, almost had us up out of here. I'm out of here, bro. OG out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. (laughs) Yo, the worst part about this, Jay, is I'm between a rock and a hard place. I love Braun. I love Rondo. Mm. I like Anthony Davis. I like Dwight Howard. Lakers in two. (laughs) (laughs) I like all of them. I like all of them. Uh, but they play for the Los Angeles fucking Lakers. Yeah. So now, if the Lakers win this, and I'm not, and I'm not saying anything. Uh, sure, yeah, sure. I think the Lakers will win, but who cares? I don't mm-hmm. even fucking care. I'm not watching the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm done. On to football season. Mm-hmm. Um, We're on to the Patriots. On to Cam the Patriots. had a great day today. Yeah, shout out to Cam. <laughs> shout out to Cam. Shout out to Sonny Michelle. Shout out to Rex Burkhead. In the squad, we'll get to that. I'm gonna let you freeze that point, but I just want to say this: I love how the media now loves Cam Newton. Oh yeah, New England, and they started oh, yeah. coming around like they love this motherfucker. Oh, like, oh, oh my god, look at his, look at his hair! <laughs> Isn't it cool? Oh my god, it's it's like cacti. Oh my god, he's such an individual. I love it. I love I, the way he dresses. I love it. <laughs> he's so snazzy. <laughs> I love that he takes the time to really show us who he is. <laughs> And that yellow is so flattering on him. Oh, my God. It's, oh yeah, it's completely turned around Cam Newton. Yeah. Niggas love Cam Newton now. <laughs> Niggas love Cam Newton now. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what you but, me, bro. Long story short, the Lakers can win a fucking championship and tie the Celtics for the most championships. Yeah. And that shit... Oh. Fire bread. I gotta pray to I gotta <laughs> pray to the basketball gods. But I also <laughs> That's what the blessings come in. Um, but um but also I don't you're different from me because Jeremy likes Jeremy likes when if the team beat if a team beats us, he wants that team to, to win, win the it, yeah. to win it. Because yeah. it says that we at least we lost to the champions. Yeah. I'm opposite. Yeah. I'm opposite too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. fuck them. Yeah, I'm definitely opposite. Yeah. Fuck them. Cause that means if they win, that means we go in the DVD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're in the championship DVD. Yeah. Niggas talk about it. On their own lives and shit. Y'all remember we fucking bought out, nigga, the, the Celtics nigga. We waxed Jason, the Bucks. Waxed, we waxed the, we waxed the Celtics, Celtics nigga. And then we got to see the Tyler Hero fucking, <laughs> fucking shitting on us and shit for eternity. So no. So no. I need this to be a Laker DVD. And I, 17 no points. No Celtics. No Celtics, because we're not even in the fucking frame. You know what I mean? So, and and when they bring up the Lakers championship season, they have if they bring up the Celtics, they have to bring up the game where we. I think we beat them twice this year. I think we beat them. Nah, we're one and one. You oh, because I know we blew them out in Boston. Mm -hmm. I was there. Yeah, yeah. Did we lose? We lost that first game in in LA. We lost. All I know is we're one and one against them this year, according Mm. to what they. Posted yesterday about what, whether the Lakers oh, played the potential, Miami potential. versus because they beat Miami twice and then they split the season series with us. But it was interesting because when they when they oh they're gonna sweep Miami. It's they're gonna, gonna be bad. They're gonna, gonna fucking bad. destroy Miami. It's gonna be bad. Um, it was I, interesting. You know what? I don't was, know shit. Obviously, don't know, know shit. Right. We, know we, we know nothing. We know nothing. 
We picked the Bucks to beat the fucking Heat. What the fuck yeah. do we know? Yeah. Um, yeah, what it was was the interesting stat about that is they beat Miami twice, and by Miami averaged like ninety eight points or 90, 90 something points against them, and then we split the season series with them, but we averaged eleven more points than them. Mm. Uh, average eleven more points in our head to head matchups, which we, which probably accounts for that major blowout when yeah. we beat them up bad because we averaged like a hundred and like twenty something points yeah. against them, and they averaged like a hundred and two or something. Like that. So I guess that's why the numbers are so. Lopsided, but yeah, I felt like that matchup against the Lakers, we would have beat the Lakers in seven. I think, yeah, we would beat the Lakers. We would, because and the part of the reason I felt we wouldn't have beat the Lakers in seven, we wouldn't have been out coached that time. No, we yeah. wouldn't have been out no. coached by, by if anything, we probably would have been out coached by LeBron. By LeBron, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, when LeBron completely fucking ignores what the fuck exactly. Vogel just said, it's like, <laughs> no, we're about to run, but no, we'd give it, get out coached by LeBron and fucking Rondo, and Rondo, yeah. Yeah. and Rondo. Matter of fact, yeah. shit, no, no, think about it, but literally, literally, we'd probably lose to them in seven, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not our Rondo would be <laughs> literally willing to lose his life yes. to beat us. In yes. the, to, what? To stick it to Danny Ainge and mm. all them? Because trading Rondo was the beginning Begin. of this rebuild. Beginning. And, and also, people want to say, like, Laker fans want to talk that shit like, oh, all oh, the Celtics started their rebuild before the Lakers and the Lakers got back to the final. Nigga, you got, the, you got LeBron, dog. That's the big joker. You know what I mean? Like that is no comparison of a rebuild. You didn't mm-hmm. rebuild, nigga. You, you got LeBron. LeBron. You got LeBron. You, you signed LeBron. That's the fucking. And the thing is like, that's you the didn't big even Joker. Sign Magic Johnson. Signed yeah. Him. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, like, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I'm one of the people. That's I think not just me taking Le- a shot at, at yeah. Rob Palenka. That's yeah, because yeah. LeBron signs himself. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron could say, yeah. LeBron could yeah. say, I'm going coming to the Celtics next year. Like, okay. The Celtics are gonna make gonna, room. Oh, we gonna make room. Oh, we gonna make room. Oh, yeah, by Ke- <laughs> by Kemba, by Gordon, start there. Um, but um, I know I said Marcus Smart 100 years, but made yeah. like six. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nah, man, it's it's this season was a long year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's already been a long It's September years. thing and we got eliminated. We got eliminated from the playoffs in September. In the Almost, last week of September. In the last week of September. This it, is when training camp was supposed to start. Yeah. It's it's and now that we have a finals where it's two formidable teams at the very least, mm-hmm. Lakers and the Heat. So whoever wins the championship is gonna be a legitimate champion in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They all every every team had to go through it. Yeah. So it's 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 like this, right? Let's say next year we bring this exact same Celtics organization back. What do you expect the results to be? The end results? We're, we're not getting to the finals. Because hmm. the Brooklyn Nets are hmm. going to be healthy. The That's month. the elephant in the room I've been waiting to get to as well. Because... This was the time to this do it. This was the year to do it. This yeah. is the year to do it. This was the year to do it. Because next year the Nets are coming back. Next year, the we're going to see what the, how the Bucks. Oh, the Warriors will be back. The Warriors will be back. And people forget, too. Like, they were a dynasty before KD got there. Yes. And people, like, don't know that for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Like, Clay yeah. Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. They got it all Steve locked. Curry. Yeah. Steve Curry. Steve Curry. And they have a young, they have, what's his name on the roster, too? The young in. Oh, Wig- Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins on the team. And they have the number three pick in the draft. You think they ain't going to parlay that that pick for something? Yeah. Like, they ain't probably, they ain't drafting nobody. They're going to send that pick to fucking whoever, New Orleans or some shit. I don't know. They, they're going to get, they're going to, 
they're they've been planning who to fuck with this move for a long time. This offseason is gonna be nuts. Cause this offseason is gonna be nuts. And I really feel like I really truly feel like James Harden is not going to be on the Rockets next year. I, I like truly feel that. I feel that way. Um anybody on the Clippers leave anything? No. Nobody they, the they might lose Harold. Yeah. Well well back to the Celtics. Who do you yeah. like who do we think that the Celtics how do we fix this team? How do we fix the roster next year? Quick hits. It might change over time or next Quick week hits. you might you want to think about something Quick else. Quick hits. Fix the, huh? Trade Gordon. Trade Gordon. But true, but bring in but a, but, a, but but make sure but these things it has to be tangible. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are we trading Gordon? How are we trading that contract? Who are we trading to? Who can accept that contract? And who can it, who would we want from that team that could accept that contract? The Bucks for for Chris Middleton. Middleton. They're not giving him up for Gordon. I think they're gonna be forced to give him up for Gordon. Why? Why would I, they take Gordon I, with all that money? And he's not as good as Middleton. Because I expect them to be blowing up that team and bringing in a whole new roster. And surrounding Giannis with a completely different roster next year as a last ditch effort to try to keep him. But why would why would they still get Gordon though? That's why would Gordon oh, be that last expiring year? contract? Gordon's mm-hmm. going to his last year, and then Briss Middleton got like he just. But I, just but, but I don't think. Year. But the thing is, is I don't think I don't think I don't. Th- how does that doesn't that to me that sends the message? We trading Briss for someone that's not as good ensures an expiring contract. What is it, the goal for the Bucks that because Giannis will be a free agent? So it's just Try that's kind of hedging your bets. Yeah. And that yeah. would show Giannis that you're just hedging your bets. You're just making more work for me. But that's yeah. the thing though. The Bucks are a trash organization as well. You're you're thinking logically right now. Check I want to think logically. And, 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 <laughs> you should, brother. You should. You should. But remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about executives in the NBA who are not, let's say, the greatest at what they do. I mean, I think they're, when it comes to professional sports, the worst talent evaluators are NBA, Mm -hmm. and then everyone else is just better than them. I think NBA talent evaluators are the worst talent evaluators. So, so like, their GMs are the worst type of GMs versus all the other sports, okay? Um, So, the Bucs is just a team to throw out there. Listen, but no, There's like a bunch Jimmy- of teams out there. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any right now, but I feel like there'll be plenty of teams. But yeah, we'll take on Gordon Haywood and that expiry contract, and here's a couple of our younger players. Because the thing about getting Gordon, you're right. But, but, but who's the Gordon, younger? But who's? The, but that's my mean. I mean, like tangible. And do you think this team needs younger players? It isn't about what this team needs to bring in. For me, it's more so about what they need to purge themselves of. Because let me put it to you this way. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? After Gordon's first year with us, and he goes down, and then no one was expecting us to have the type of year that we had after he went down that first game. Okay, let alone when Kyrie goes down in the first round of the playoffs. Was that when Kyrie went down? Before the playoffs Before even the playoffs even started. So first to go into the playoffs and have the type of year we had, for me, that was the moment where I was like, okay, okay, we, have a, we don't have a good team. We have a very good team. Now I'm even more excited. So next year when Kyrie and Gordon come back, it's going to be even better. It hasn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. 
Gore, having Gordon Haywood on this team, from my point of view, has been more toxic for the environment than beneficial for the environment. Because you have players, younger players in particularly, whose minutes have been reduced to try to incorporate this man in, and it just has not you, worked out. You think that's still happening? With the, uh, let, let me put it to the, that happened in the past. I don't think that happened this season. Uh, yeah, it didn't happen this season because this season he was healthier. He was he was able to, to play more outside of like the the silly knickknack injuries he kept picking up in between because because the, they because the thing the thing with having Gordon on this team is the idea is great the reality is not working the team that Danny Ainge tried to construct yeah 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 it's not it's not the vision that that vision doesn't fit up okay we we, we draft these these rookies we develop them we great and then we bring in these free agents we put them with our with our with our young core and then we win. The rookie part of the core is, is panning out. It's the bringing in the free agent parts that has not panned out yet. And particularly, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward. That was a package deal as far as I'm concerned. When one part of that deal went away, you should have sent away the other part too. Mm. You bring in Kemba Walker now, he's a new point guard, and we're going to bring in another small forward who can supplement. Of course, we can't find anyone who's going to be as good as Gordon, but due to the dynamic of this team, we don't need... Gordon, the way we thought we were going to need him when we first made this decision to bring him in. Right, and we know that, and that, and that's my, like, of course, we know that. No one would so, argue with that. But what I'm saying is, is like, it's not, it's not a, Gordon Hayward is owed $34 million next year. The cap, because of COVID, that shit is only going to go down. Those Everybody getting those big-ass contracts, that's done, that's over with. So, Gordon Hayward's contract next year is going to be a monstrous one for a team. So that's what I mean. I'm like, about it being, yeah, it's expiring, but it still needs to be tangible. But but usually when you dump a contract like that, Mm -hmm. it's dumped on a bad team that wants to get rid of other, get rid of certain players. Who are the players that we are going to get for who? Yes, Oklahoma City for who? Who do you want on Oklahoma City? Oh, fuck. I didn't mean to say Oklahoma City. I meant to say um, um, Denver Nuggets. I'll take Jeremy Grant. He okay. Number one, Jeremy Grant is going to be uh, is 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 going to be a uh, unrestricted free. He's going right, to opt out of his deal, oh, so, so he's going to be a free agent. We can't fuck, trade for we can't him. Trade for him. How about a bag of basketballs then? <laughs> Same team, but we'll take a bag of basketballs. I'm serious, man. I want so Gordon. I know, I know. I it's. I know you're serious, and, 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 but it and, has and, to be tangible. It has to get and it done. Is tangible. If you trade Gordon, expi- Here's the tangible part. We're gonna trade Gordon Hayward to a team what who team? wants the exp- any team that that's in the market for an expiring contract. We'll take draft picks. We'll take a. We'll take a player because it, the, the. So how does that help our team? So it so it's just more because it's, it's addition by player. subtraction. It's, yes, it's addition by subtraction. I want to see the Boston Celtics without Gordon Hayward next year, and and, and allow our young core, and particularly Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, to for it to be their team now. Mm. It's I their wanna, team right now. No, it's not. You don't feel like it's their team. No, it's not. It's not their team. It's Brad Stevens' team and it's Gordon Haywood's team. Where we this this team, as far as I'm concerned, is being held hostage by those two. Because you have Danny Age, Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward. Go, if Garrett, if, when we had the, when we had the meet, when they had that argument and had that meeting, mm-hmm. had that t- the meeting the the meeting of the team leaders, Gordon Hayward wasn't even at that meeting. I'm sure he wasn't. I didn't say he was a leader. 
You just said he was oh, a leader. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. You said it was his team. It's his team in the sense of... This is... Okay, I'm, let me break it down to it. Mm. This is Danny Age's team. Danny Age put this all together, okay? Danny Age goes down to Brad, then Brad trickles down through all the players. Who is Brad Stevens' number one player in his eyes? Gordon Haywood. I don't, Gordon, I don't believe that. I, I, I do. You talk about... You, Brad Stevens recruited... Brad Stevens has been recruiting Gordon Haywood literally since high school. He was, yeah. Okay. Brought him into college, and then his first major free agent move was to bring in Gordon Haywood. Okay, yeah. Gordon Haywood is no, his boy. no. It was, it was to, it was to bring in um, Al Horford. It was to bring in Al Horford. You're, you're, you're correct. You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. Al Horford was his big first big major. Correct. Either but way, the opportunity was there, I, I, and, he went, was there. and he went after Gordon, Gordon Haywood. And he and went he, after him. He brings him in. And since he's brought Gordon Haywood in, it's, the original plan was they're going to treat Gordon Haywood the same way LeBron is treated. Yeah, we know. We know. You would, but, the yeah. fans, but the fans don't know. So, no, so you we, said so, that in the last so, one. So, so, we break it, so we break it down to him, right? So you have Gordon running your point forward. So the whole idea of Brad thing is Brad never even got to even execute his full plans with Gordon. So that's not happening. It's not happening. And, and instead of you adjusting to what you do have and truly maximizing that talent, not just supplementing it and waiting for Gordon to come back from this injury and that injury and, and, and waiting for it to come back from, even though it ultimately didn't end up happening, waiting for him to come back from watching his son being born. That was supposed to be on the books, but he got another injury and that threw everything off. I feel that this team is beholden to Brad, to Danny H because he constructed it, and by default is beholden to Brad Stevens because he's the head coach, and then they by default they they beholden to Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward is his boy. He, and by he I mean Brad Stevens, let a talent like Jalen Brown rot on the bench in Gordon's second year because they were so focused on trying to get Gordon acclimated trying to get Gordon into the offense, trying to do this and do that with him, and it didn't work. And you have a talent like, like Jalen Brown sitting there not truly being optimized to a point where this is his fourth, fifth year, and we're just now Four. getting to the point of, of yeah, now you're a bona fide two-guard starter. Yeah, like we know. No one can, like, nah. Right, nah. We, yeah. And bye-bye. The thing but, is, is, but to... Go back to the part about, okay, you trade him. What do you trade him for? Off the top of my head, I don't know what players or what teams can get it done, but I do know this. Gordon Haywood has an expiring contract. An expiring contract is a hot ticket in every sport. You take it on for a year, let that shit expire, now we get that contract off the books. For people understand how the, understand how the free, agency, free agency business goes in these sports, you, you already know how it goes. That's the... That's the that's the um, that's the uh, piece de la resistance. But okay, my, the fact that he has a, a big expiring contract that we could take on our team, sign up, and then we'll give this team some draft picks or whatever the fuck. To me, it's it's addition by subtraction, as you said earlier. But, Get rid of them. Right, and I understand that. I I do. I truly do understand that. But my thing is, is that it's not just that it's an because Gordon Hayward. To me, my mindset on this, I have no problem with Gordon Hayward on this team. I have a problem with his contract on this team. And moving, and yeah, it's expiring contract, woo-woo. But he also, it's it's cool to send out an expiring contract when somebody's stock is high. Mm. But you need to move this contract. Gordon Hayward's 
stock is at its lowest. He's 31 years old, has shown that he, he cannot stay healthy, and he's owed a huge paycheck. So what you're asking your team, a young team to do, is to take on this big contract and send us young talent. So Or a bag of basketballs. Or, or, or draft picks, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas this team, you so you have to say, if you're this team receiving Gordon Hayward, you're saying that I don't even want to try and develop this young talent in low contracts because rookie contracts or for, or rookie contracts, they're five, they're four year deal or three. Yeah. They're three year deals. I don't even want to try and develop this. I want to take on a 31 year old golden Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Who's who's makes a lot of money and shows that he hasn't been stayed healthy for one year. Yeah. We've seen teams do it in the but past. But why? No, we've, we've seen, seen teams, teams do that in the past with players that still had talent. Has no. shown me that he could, he can. No, if he can, if he doesn't still, hold on, hold on, hold on. If he, if he, if he doesn't still have talent, he has, he has, he can bring veteran leadership to my team. Mm -hmm. He can bring all these things. Gordon Hayward can't bring any of that to your team except thirty-four million dollars on your books. In order for you to take on that expiring contracts, there has to be something you want to dump. We can't just what is, what is what am I gaining? What am I gaining if I'm taking on Gordon Hayward? What am I gaining if I'm that team? The expiring contract. No, because I'm losing more than I'm gaining. Because I, in order for me to give for me to take on Gordon, I have to give you something. Yeah. What am I? So why would the Celtics? So why would the Celtics take anything if it's nothing? Because. That goes with your mindset of addition by subtraction. But I don't think that Gordon Hayward is a problem. I think the contract is a problem. If we can't move the contract or restructure the contract, that's what's going to hurt the team. I don't think that we need to not – in order – so pretty much to answer the question I said, to me, the starting five to me isn't the problem. Mm -hmm. To me, the problem is, number one, our bench has too many – too many rookies. I don't even want to see a draft pick mm, next I year. With that. I don't need. I don't need more. We need to play Robert Williams, play Romeo Langford, play play um um Taco. Not even Taco. Um, Williams. Grant Williams. Um, Grant Williams and Robert Williams. Like you said. Yeah, him. yeah. We need to play them. We need to add people to our coaching staff that can fucking teach us how to close and. We need a, a big. We need another big. Another, not only, no, not only another big, we need, we need shooters. We need bona fide shooters. Motherfuckers, that, that's all I do is shoot. Give me one of the motherfuckers from the Rockets. Any of them. Yeah. Any of them. If we can trade and get Eric Gordon, if we can trade and get Robert Covington for the low, if we can trade, we need... Someone that, I, that is all I do. I spot up and shoot threes. Every one of our players on our team from, from our starting five oh, to, God, to Brad Wanamaker, and, and, and I'm adding Brad Wanamaker because they're, they're our top scorers. Mm -hmm. They all catch the ball, and you don't know if they're going to shoot or not. Mm -hmm. They might dribble the ball out. They might do this. Brad Watermaker might fucking do his little step back, his little travel. fucking step back travel that he calls, gets called every fucking time. 
I need somebody that nigga that's I need a, a I need someone that's like Duncan here Duncan. I call him Duncan Hero. That's mashing these white boys together. Um, that's racist. Um Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. I need someone like him. That's all I do is shoot. Um that's the main person I think we need, even before the bigs, is somebody that's just a spot up shooter. And that's all I do. I don't want probably I don't want to play the great defense. I don't play as great defense, but I know how to run around and get an open shot. Listen, if we're if we're and talking about roster, we have changes, a lot of penetrators. Pause. <laughs> if we're talking about roster changes and, and additions, after we trade away Gordon mm-hmm. and hopefully fire Brad, mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat as you. I don't even want us to draft anybody this year. No. We could trade away. We got enough rookies. Yeah. If anything, we're going to be moving some of the talent off of this roster to bring in other types of talent. And particularly, after we fire Brad, <laughs> we're going to bring in veteran leadership. Okay, we're going to bring in... We're going to bring in, like, a Paul Millsap, someone who's a veteran, who's, who's been through the fire. Yeah. Who's been... Don't need to have won anything. Yeah. But they've been through the fire. They know. A player who could really... because, And it's not knocking our core, because I, I love them. I love Marcus. I love all of them. But y'all shouldn't even be the leaders. No. Y'all shouldn't be the leaders. Y'all still too young. It's like, it's crazy, right? It should, be, the, Kemba, it should be Kemba and Gordon. Yeah, at this point, it should be Kemba and Gordon. Those should be your real leaders on this team. That doesn't the case. Y'all, it's baptism by fire. Y'all were, y'all were drafted into this shit, birthed into this shit now. So this is your team now. However, you need a true veteran, big man, like a you, Donis has, who ain't going to do shit, but be an extension of the coach on the bench. Mm-hmm. You know? He's, nigga motherfuckers, he's liable to call the timeout. What the mm-hmm. fuck y'all doing out there? Yeah. I have yet to see, like, I was actually looking at that clip last night of, um, it was a San Antonio Spurs Memphis Grizzlies game mm-hmm. when Popovich called a timeout two minutes into the in, game. Into the game, yeah. His team was down two nothing or four nothing. Yeah, two minutes into the game, cursed them off for about five seconds, and then for like five seconds, then set them back out there. Yeah, because he uh, that's from, the type of culture yeah, we from need. jump. I don't like. We talked about this, and y'all are already doing this shit. I'm not about to have y'all feel it out, send some message. No, this is how serious I am and about shit. And we don't have we don't have that. And this team is fiery. This team is smart, and this team is talented as fuck. We should be in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and Bottom we're line. not there because of Brad Stevens. And you don't think we should fire him yet? I don't think we should fire him. Okay. No, because I think it's hard, it's going to be hard to find another coach that's going to take the job and indoctrinate this 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 team in quickly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm giving him one more shot yeah. to get this done, and we're not talking about finals. I mean, getting to the finals. Winning. I'm talking about winning, and that's not going to happen next year. I will I will guarantee this right here, right now. The Boston Celtics, being led by Brad Stevens, will not win a championship next year. And then we're going to have to fire his ass anyways. Fire him now. Bring in a Nate McMillan. Bring in a Mark Jackson. Bring in whoever. A Tyron Lue. A Tyron Lue. Bring somebody else in now. Yeah. While you still have the opportunity to win a championship with these players before they hit their prime. Imagine Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum getting a chip. Before the age of 26, 27. Yeah. 
You know what that does to someone's career? I'm talking about we, we, we have the opportunity to build a dynasty in Boston right now. Yeah. A real, I'm talking about a three-peat here. A fucking three P. We could do this shit. Yeah, because but we're not in five years. Brad in a five, in a, gonna do it in a five year plan, right? The Lakers can go ahead and win this championship when they're when they're seventeenth, which they're willing to. Which yeah, win this seventeenth championship. But if you ask me in five years who's gonna have more championships, I still would even after after the Lakers win this year, I would still say the Celtics are in a better position to win to win more championships in the next five years than the Lakers are. Um, because with LeBron still being around for those five years, yeah, because I because one hundred percent, I think that in in regular circumstances, I feel like this bubble helped the Lakers. Um, I think Absolutely. it really helped the Lakers. It helped the Lakers bond. LeBron and AD were together almost the whole fucking quarantine. AD, the pressure, the f- also. Yes, this is a legitimate championship. It is because 12 players play 12 players. And that's all I don't give a fuck. But something is to say that these these games weren't played at Staples, weren't played in the Garden, weren't played in Miami. This is to me like when we say it about like the pressure on and off, seeing how these players play in the bubble, some players play better, some players play worse, some I felt like somebody that like AD, you like, bro, the your real first time having pressure on you in the playoffs was in a bubble. Yeah. There was no fans. Yeah. There was no like I said, this is not a knock. It's it's I th- I just think that he played way better. He's playing way better in that scenario versus having to go on the road, going into Portland, going into going to um um Houston, going to, you know what I mean? And Home court advantage is a true thing. It's we've seen teams countless win the first two games at home, lose the second two on the road. Mm-hmm. Win the next game at home, win the next. You know what I mean? And home court advantage is a true thing. Um, but when you don't have home court advantage, and it's really that you just have to get up on your own, yeah. find that energy, find that vigor on your own. The teams that are able to do that are the ones that are in the finals. The Lakers were able to do that. The Clippers weren't. The fucking Heat were able to do that. The Celtics weren't. Um, Thanks, the, Brad. The, the, the Bucks weren't. They needed their crowd. They needed when DiVincenzo hit a three for the crowd to go crazy. To energize when Giannis blocked somebody. Giannis dunked the crowd to go crazy. You know what I mean? They needed. Those are momentum-shifting things. You know, fair to say, if Golden State was healthy this year because of that, and they had to play in the bowl, they might have lost in the first round. <laughs> Dead ass. Yeah, with that way, I genuinely mean that. I genuinely mean that because that's a team. If there's any yeah. team in the NBA who runs off of its home crowd, it's and definitely, it's doesn't definitely. like being on the road, yeah, it's because they the love being at home so much. Yeah. Pre this new stadium that they got. Yeah. Back when they were in the old whatever. They were back at Roracle. We had not, Roracle. Not this bullshit they yeah. had in San Francisco. You know? This posh nah, ass. If, ass if, this, if this was uh if this was that same Golden State team having a Roracle, the bubble, it would not have panned out well. Roracle. They that, need Steph Curry. He needs to hear that crowd go nuts when he hears the three, the same way he needs them to hear them go silent when he hits the three on the road. Uh, yeah. You know, he needs that shit. Yeah. And it's not a he don't turn around and look at those fans after every three he hits for no reason. You know, he needs that shit. You see Russell Westbrook talking shit to nobody. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. After after shit, yeah. hitting a shot, turning to no crowd. About to you know what I mean? Kids. Yeah, you know bro. what I mean? Like that's your teammates. So you just gonna stop, bro? Like yeah, he needs that. <laughs> he needs that. Yeah. But yeah, man, I yo. I called for Brad Stevens to be fired. Let me ask you a question. Mid-season. Yes. After that loss. So why? So let me ask you this. Yeah, you got to plug it back in. After after that loss to after that loss to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. I'm like <laughs> No. When we let Ish Smith murder us in Washington um in our nation's capital, um yeah, I fired him like, "Yo, that nigga, no, Brad needs to be fired." The reason why I don't feel that way now is because I liked how we played in the playoffs up to this series. Even though Toronto went seven, to me, that was more of a Toronto is fucking gutsy. Toronto, Kyle Lowry, even though I can't, uh, he annoys me. Kyle Lowry is better than what I thought. Fred Lane Vliet is better than what I thought. We still shouldn't that still shouldn't have gone seven, but it's like you know what? It's growing pains. After us going seven and us going against, it's the way we lost to to Miami that really fucks me up. Mm-hmm. Us going down two zero and then going down three one after winning game three. That to me opened my eyes to a lot of shit, but still. Like, I am not, I'm still not compelled. I think that my gut feeling is firing Brad would be the wrong thing, not because of Brad. It's because of, I can't, I'm not 100% with our options right now because I think that we need to square away Gordon Hayward's contract and know what type of what type of roster how what type of cap space we'll be looking at next year if we can restructure his contract and, and extend it if oh, we if we cannot give Gordon Hayward away if we can't <laughs> if we can't restructure that contract and we're pigeonholed cap space I say fire sale I say we get we fire Brad That'll entice um, Gordon to want to leave. Um, and then we we try to move Gordon for what for whatever we can, if we can. We can um, do it. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not saying that oh, trades can happen. Anybody could be traded. I'm not saying anybody can be traded. Can't be Gordon's contract can't be traded. But what I'm saying is for me to trade Gordon, it has to benefit our team instantly. What you think is you think is no matter what, we will be benefited just by not having him on the team, mm-hmm. which I disagree with. So that's where we're at an impasse. Yet here we are. Still brothers. <laughs> Still brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Just yeah, to man. wrap that up, though, and just to, for me, what makes it the pot look good for a team to take on that Gordon Hayward contract because of course we're not going to trade just Gordon Hayward in his contract we're going to give some draft picks here's Gordon Hayward in one or two picks and the Memphis pick for I don't I don't know whatever pick I don't I'm ready to give away Gordon Hayward allow me to be very clear anything that wants him the only thing I wouldn't do cuz that would just be disrespectful and I don't think it's legal it would be to cut him cuz then that's a complete loss 
Yeah, we, that, and that's just disrespectful. There's no way that's happening. Yeah, you know, no. no. So we're not gonna do that. But no, we're gonna pack, make a nice little package deal. Put a nice little ribbon on. Put a nice little green ribbon on that shit. Silver wrapping. It's gonna be. It's gonna be my my worst Trump voice ever. It's gonna be a beautiful, beautiful box. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be be- the most beautiful box and nice little green ribbon you've ever seen. In there's gonna be Gordon Haywood, a couple of our draft picks. We're gonna send that shit off to the Pacers. Bring in a Miles Turner. I'll take it. Trey Gordon Haywood and a couple of picks to the Pacers. Give me, give me one of the, one of one of the uh, one of the um, Holiday Brothers. I'll take it. We're diametrically opposed, brother. Addition by subtraction, and you over here trying to save some money. <laughs> Same, no, 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 I'm fucking with you. No, no, no. It's, it's. Oh my goodness, we should be. And allow me to be clear. Pain. If we, if we made it to the finals this year and lost, yeah. I wouldn't be this adamant. No, me neither. Then I'll be like, okay, now Brad has one more year to actually yeah. win us the chip. Yeah. If he doesn't win it for us next year, then we're getting room. Then it's certifiable he can't get the job done here. Yeah. And I don't want to give him too many more chances yeah. with this young team. With this young team, no. Because the, the players are more... And not to say anybody feels like, oh, Brad Steve is more important than the team, no, than the players, no. But the players are the prize, not the fucking coach. Yeah. Not the coach, bro. Yeah, especially... It's always been, been that way, of course. But especially in today's NBA. Yeah. I agree. No, you fire Brad, bring in the dude that that the Nets fired. I'll take him on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, bring bring in bring in the dude that um, I'm just trying try to think of white coaches out there who are about to get fired and shit like that. The Bucks coach has he ever has he officially been fired yet? No, lost his shit. I'll I'll take Dan Tony. Well, would I take Dan Tony? Because I've I've been thinking about that shit too. No, I wouldn't take Dan Tony because because he's a snake oil salesman, and then I'm just being you know petty to fire MVPs, Brad and to like, bring in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same shit, same yeah. shit, same shit, different show. Yeah. So I'm about I'm 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 done. I'm finished, man. Y'all have anything else? We got thirty seconds before uh, we have to chill. We have to stop. Fire Brad. <laughs> yeah. Any parting shots, man? I'm sorry. We just jumped into this shit, man. We're pissed off. We needed to get this shit off our chest and and recap this series. But um, thank you for listening. Episode 17, 17 fucking rings that we still have, and that's it. Um, shout out to you. We won like fire, Brad. <laughs> fire, Brad. Oh Jesus Christ! I just. <laughs> okay. I, I yo niggas might kill me for this. Niggas might kill me for this. I don't care. I got to say it. Yo, I don't want to see Jason Tatum's kid anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see his kid anymore. Everybody else on the team got kids. I don't I don't care. Brad Wanamaker got kids. I don't, Gordon guys Yo, has, I, I, Gordon has like seven kids. Let me do this. I, I want no parts of this. Let me do, go, Gordon Hayward has like camera. seven kids. I don't give a f- Yo. <laughs> Jason Tatum's kid is not an 18th ring, bro. He's a cute kid. Cute kid. Cute kid. It's been three years. Let's let's move on. Check, check. Let's move on. This is son check. I don't give a son. fuck. <laughs> He's not the only one with kids on the team. 
No disrespect to Deuce. Yo, this no disrespect to Jason. It's not about Jason or Deuce. It's about the media. Exactly. I'm done. The media. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. Like, yo, pander, 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 pander. I'm pander. done. Listen, there's other players on this team. I don't need to see D- Jason Tatum's son on the on the side screen while y'all should be playing the game. <laughs> He's on the screen, and then they go, and the Celtics just scored. I don't know who just scored. <laughs> there was one three that Jason hit, and then they panned the camera over to his son. He's literally watching his iPad. <laughs> literally watching his iPad. I don't need iPad. to see him watch his iPad. <laughs> his <grandfather's- laughs> I'm trying to watch the game. This is all I have. <laughs> Fire breath. Yo. That's all I had to say. That was the last thing I had to say. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to get that fucking recorded. And I love Jason Tatum. I love Deuce. He's a cool kid. But the media, I need y'all to stop. Am I wilding? No, you're not. I felt the same way in the last round when they did the same thing with Fred Van, Van Vliet's kid. It's like, bro... These kids are not are not supposed to be a part of the entertainment. You know what I mean? If you ain't cutting them a check, keep these players' kids' names out your mouth. Straight up. That's another part of this as well. It's like, ain't nobody here for that. I see you, I just say you guys are trying to kill time, and some people might think that's just cute. Da, 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 da. Nah, I'm, I'm in the same Because boat. it happened to... even before the bubble. Yeah. It, yeah. Ha- it was happening even before the bubble. Like, all right, all right, cool, man. All right. How are we going to stop Bam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your kid's cute. The kid's cute. The kid's cute. Damn, man. I'm going to beat this zone. Does Deuce have some tips to beat the zone? That's what the camera's on him? Yeah, it's Deuce. Yo, if Deuce is calling plays on the iPad, nigga. Deuce is calling plays. Fire, Brad. This nigga got a two year old on the coach's side. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I defended you. (laughs) How many more acts of betrayal do I have to take? (laughs) Nah. uh, Oh man. Listen. I'm done. Listen. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're here for the games. We want to watch these athletes compete. I don't give a fuck about no backstories. I just want to see who's the best player on the court. I don't need that. I don't think anybody really needs Cause that. Because everybody anymore. has it. That's what I mean. It's like everybody got kids. Everybody got well, it goes, So it's like, dog, it, like. It goes, that point, it goes to that point you made, though, about like how stars get created. Yeah. Right? It's like you're, 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 it's all about the media push to push Jason Taylor to be this guy, to be this star, et cetera, et cetera. So it's justified because he's, he's, he's the talent. Because over he time, yeah. Talent, and, you know? and over time, they like, start damn, to bro. believe that shit. Yeah. And then it'll lead them to not play team basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm supposed to be the guy. They're looking for me to hit the shot. They're looking for me to have the ball in the last second. And that, like, no, I need all of y'all to be ready. Yeah. We have so much talent on this team. I need all of y'all to be ready to catch that ball when it's ready for you. Or to know that we have these set plays and that set plays and all this type of shit for you to get the ball and for you to close, for you to have your moment to, to close the game. How many times this season and even in the bubble where we see moments where Jason Tatum is called upon to close, Mm -hmm. even when he's not shooting well? What the fuck? If JB is shooting well, if Kemba shoots, they're the closers then. It's not, yo, team basketball. That's it, man.
I'm done. That's any really anything else. That was my parting shot. Yeah. Anything else? Truly anything else? Fire, Brad. All right. Episode 17. Thank you for listening, man. I'm Check. Jeremy. Alec is here. Boston Bro Show. Thank you so much. Peace out. Next week.